Some clouds but dry overnight, near 60. Warm it up close to 80 tomorrow with a partly cloudy to cloudy afternoon, scattered afternoon showers, or an isolated thunderstorm. Then drying out with lower humidity behind another cold front, getting chillier. Friday, gradual cooling to highs of only low 70s and breezy. Saturday and Sunday, gusty highs of only near 60. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Rico's Tires and Wheels offers quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Rico's Tires and Wheels, just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Rico's Tires and Wheels, quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. A familiar voice to many listeners here. This is Daniel Leltuk, the gourmet cellist, sitting in here for Tom Fitzmorris. It's the food show, uh, and we're here to talk everything food, restaurants, recipes, and all the rest. Uh, you probably haven't heard me uh, for a while uh, due to various circumstances. But uh, in any case, um, here we are, and I wish you would call and talk to me about food. And the number is 504-556-9696. That's 504-556-9696. Love to talk to you about anything having to do with food or restaurants or dining out or dining in. Uh, I was at Galatoire's recently in fact, I was there twice in the past two weeks, both lunches, and uh, i got to say, they were really good. One was a uh, Friday lunch. That was Friday uh, last week. The other was a Sunday lunch two weeks before that, and uh, I have to tell you, it was really, really good. It was definitely one of the, one of the best meals I've had that Saturday lunch, but, but I did something different because... I hadn't been to Galatoire since before uh, COVID, before the pandemic. And the deal is, when you're there with a big group of people, you always wonder, well, how's the ordering going to go? How is the ordering going to go? And so there we were, and a gentleman at our table had ordered all of the first courses for us. So uh, what we started out by eating uh, was, this is the two lunches ago, so I'll talk about the first one, then the second one. Uh, first, lots and lots and lots of souffle potatoes and fried eggplant. I don't know if you ever had the fried eggplant over at Galatoire's. It's really good. I'm not even sure if it's on the menu, uh, but the souffle potatoes, we dip in the Bernays sauce. Remember, Tom uh, always says that Bernays is his favorite sauce in the world. Bernays is basically a Hollandaise sauce that's been thinned out a little with some white wine vinegar and some chopped fresh tarragon is added. Uh, the Bernays sauce is a wonderful sauce that we dip the souffle potatoes in. Uh, and remember, if it's the favorite sauce of Tom Fitzmorris, then it must be really darn good. Besides that, the souffle potatoes with the Bernays uh, the fried eggplant, and then after that came the famous dishes, the sort of trio that Galatoire's is famous for, big platters. Remember, I was with 12 people, so 
we were not shy about the ordering big platters of oysters en brochette, huge piling platters, piles upon piles of crab meat maison, which is crab meat ravigot. Uh, by the way, Daniel the Gourmet Cellist here, uh, expecting you to call and talk to me, sitting in for Tom here. It's 504-556-9696 is the number, and we can talk live on the radio, 504-556-9696. The third dish we had, uh, the seafood trio. We're talking lunch at Galatoire's. The third was, of course, the shrimp remoulade. Uh, there's always this competition in town. Who does the best shrimp Remoulade. You know, you can buy the bottled, jarred sauce of Arnaud, which is very famous. Uh, very, very famous remoulade sauce uh, that Arnaud makes in bottles. Uh, but, you know, there's something about Galatoire's. I'm not sure if it's the uh, pungency or the amount of horseradish that is added. Uh, so we have these piles and piles of the crab meat maison, crab meat ravigot. By the way, Tom Fitzmaurice has a Wonderful recipe for two kinds of crab meat ravigot in uh, his cookbook, Tom Fitzmaurice's New Orleans Food. It's a great cookbook, and I think it was in a new edition recently as well. But what I really like about the way Galatoire's does it is it's a very light rendition, so the crab meat really shines through. Uh, it's a wonderful version of the crab meat ravigot, crab meat maisons. It's also called the shrimp remoulade. They do the New Orleans style, not the French style. In his book as well, Tom also has a few recipes for the shrimp remoulade. I really like the New Orleans style, uh, the red sauce. Uh, pretty pungent, has a good amount of horseradish. Uh, it's something that's really, really good. Uh, and so the oysters on brochette, basically, it's, it's a fancy way of saying oysters on a stick. How good does that sound? <laughs> so, what we have here are fried oysters. By the way, oysters are pretty good now. You know, there's been problems because of uh, Ida. There's been problems because of COVID. There's been lots and lots of problems with oysters. But they're running pretty good now, as Tom says. And uh, it's a good time to get them. You know, once the water in the Gulf cools down, when it starts to cool down, then we really, really uh, start to find better oysters. And in fact, the oysters uh, in the Gulf are great right now any way you want them, char-broiled, char-grilled, fried, uh, raw on the half shell. So of course the oysters on brochette at uh, Galatoire's are oysters that are deep fried and then skewered. And these skewers of oysters, think of it like kebabs, you know, that are grilled pieces of meat put onto a stick, and then they're piled high. So we have the fried oysters piled high here, and then we have the uh, trio alongside the crab meat and alongside the shrimp. Now, at this point in the meal, I'm talking about my lunch at Galatoire's two weeks ago. I went to another one recently uh, about well, three, four days ago, which was also very fine. Uh, that lunch was excellent, but it was a little different, and especially what we ordered, it was it was quite different, actually. So uh, by this point in the lunch, uh, we have had 
a number of drinks which were terrific. A great Bloody Mary, I have to say. You know how a lunch at Galatoire's goes. You get there early and you leave late. And uh, what happens in between is your best guess. Uh, if you can hear anything, you know how loud that dining room is. You practically need earplugs to go there. It'll blow your eardrums out. I'm only half kidding. Uh, so, by this point, anyway, there's been a Bloody Mary, there's been uh, a martini. I take a very cold, dirty vodka martini. Uh, and I love the way Galatoire serves a martinis because they give you on the side a plate of garnish. Uh, so, you order martini, you get a whole tray plate of pearl onions, cocktail onions, different sorts of olives, different skewers. It's really great. It's practically like a whole salad they give you on the side with the martini. So in any case, here we were. We've now had souffle potatoes, bernaise sauce, fried eggplant, oysters en brochette, crab meat ravagat, crab meat maison, shrimp remoulade, and, of course, the bread. So the first thing that happens after you order, doesn't happen immediately, but happens after you order, is the delivery of the bread. And you know how it is there. There's this old thing about who can strew the most crumbs all over the tablecloth with the bread there <laughs> over at Galatoire's. And it is great bread. And you know, if you haven't been in a while, I recommend going uh, I, uh, I'm not sure who the head chef is. We'll have to find that out right now. But the uh, the thing is, there really is a, uh, a good rhythm going there right now. And, of course, every person who steps into that restaurant is presented with their very own tray of butter. And uh, the bread is to be buttered liberally. Uh, in any case, um, we're going to take a quick break shortly, and then I hope you will stick around because we're going to uh, go into more depth on Galatoire's and other restaurants around town. In the meantime, it's Daniel Leltrick, the gourmet cellist, awaiting for your calls at 504-556-9696. Coming up after the break, we're going into the main course at Galatoire is the first of two lunches I had there recently. It's 5569696. That's 5045569696. It's Daniel Lelchuk, the gourmet cellist, sitting in for Tom Fitzmaurice. I look forward to talking to you very shortly. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. And there he goes, singing 
uh, as he's wont to do. That's Tom Fitzmorris, uh, the host of this show, and sitting in for him today is Daniel Lelchuk. That's me, the gourmet cellist, and uh, I really am a cellist. Uh, and as Tom would say, Tom would describe me as a, as a, a gourmet or a gourmand. Now, remember Tom's definition of a gourmet. Uh, you don't need to eat very fancy food to be called a gourmet or a gourmand. You could be on the hunt for the best hamburger in the world, the best hamburger of your life. You could only eat hamburgers. But if you're always looking for a better one, then you're a gourmet. That's really the definition according to Tom Fitzmaurice. Uh, in any case, we were talking before about Galatoire's. Uh, the executive chef there, Philip Lopez, um, I was saying that there's something really good going on there now. Uh, it is uh, seems to be in a really good rhythm, actually. Uh, and uh, let's see, this, this Philip Lopez... Um, he spent time in Germany, France, Spain, Austria, and parts of Asia. Uh, and it says here his international worldview influenced his palate. Uh, he actually comes to Galatoire's with more than two decades of experience. Most recently, he was executive chef uh, of a number of restaurants, including Root, Square Root, The Test Kitchen, Petit Leon, Monkey Board, uh, and worked also at restaurant August. Well, those are major places. Uh, this is the gourmet cellist sitting in for Tom Fitzmaurice. Call 504-556-9696 and we can have a conversation about food and restaurants and recipes and dining in and dining out and where you've been going uh, and all the rest. Uh, Tom came up with the name the gourmet cellist for me uh, because I am a cellist. I play with the Louisiana Philharmonic Orchestra I play many concerts uh, outside the orchestra all over the world, probably 40 or 50 concerts every year outside uh, New Orleans, uh, in various places, everywhere from Italy, Spain, all through Europe, all the way over to Asia, play the Middle East, all that stuff, Singapore, Hong Kong, Taiwan, all those places, all through Australia, all through New Zealand. Uh, play in all the big countries in Europe, all the big capitals, Berlin, all that, Madrid, Rome, Paris, London, etc. And I'm always eating at great places, which is, uh, which is a luxury. It is a luxury. It's especially luxury in these times uh, where we missed eating at restaurants for so long. And now uh, we're able to eat at restaurants again. And I had some wonderful meals Recently at restaurants, I, I have to say, before I go back to the Galatoire's lunch I was describing, I actually went to a place that was new for me, actually. Uh, that is Budsy's Thai over in the Marigny, and uh, it was a really good meal. We had all sorts of noodle dishes and dumpling dishes. I don't know if you like spicy food. Tom loves spicy food. In fact, Tom always said, with Asian food... Uh, be it Chinese, Thai, Vietnamese, Indian, uh, whatever, any sort of Asian food that has spice, he always liked to drink something carbonated with it, meaning he would drink either a beer, one of the rare times he'd drink beer, or because he was really not a beer drinker, he was a martini drinker, uh, he was a wine drinker, but he would always drink beer or a sparkling wine, a Prosecco or a Cava or a Champagne uh, with spicy 
food from Asia. I, I really think he has he has something there that he's he's onto something. So um, I uh, I really do sort of subscribe to that. So I went to this place over in the Maroney, Budsy's, B-U-D-S-I, apostrophe S, Budsy's Thai. Uh, I found it a really excellent place. Um, noodles, dumplings, the, the whole deal. It was a, a, a pad thai, maybe the most interesting uh, and delicious pad thai I've ever had in my life, actually. Um, th- they have a pretty interesting story. Uh, it was... It was sort of a mom-and-pop deal, um, and it rolled from a food truck to a different place to a different place to a different place, and suddenly here they are with a beautiful space that used to be a church over in the Marigny. Uh they're, they're at 1760 North Rampart Street, but listen to their story. Budsy comes from a long line of chefs who never call themselves chefs. They're farmers who grow rice they steam it each morning. They raise the fish they eat. Uh, eating authentic at Budsy's means old recipes that no one has ever written down, but they're etched into bones and bellies. To Budsy, it means never compromising on flavor. It means bringing her farm right here to a New Orleans community that has embraced her since her first pop-up. Uh, Budsy's, we create a unique experience by ensuring every dish is one that the locals of Sakurnakran would never push away. Uh, and there's a original Budsy's over in Thailand. You can see it on their website. In any case, um, the menu is not exactly uh, the standard Thai menu that we're all familiar with. Uh, listen to this. They have the whole section of street food. Appetizers, grilled pork shoulder, pork dumplings, which are really handmade. You can see a woman in the back rolling out all the dumplings. Isan sausage. These are sausages from the Isan region of Thailand, stuffed with glass noodles, rice, and garlic. Sour and savory. They're served with cabbage, cucumbers, red chilies, and pickled ginger. That sounds really good. Fried pork larb balls. Larb is a flavor... That is both fresh and succulent. Uh, and these are made with pork and fresh herbs. Then there's fish cakes, mango and sticky rice, chicken satay. Uh, and then the classic waterfall pork. This is an entree. That's a very homey dish that is cooked over there. Uh, if you ever happen to be invited to Granny's house in northern Thailand, this is what she'll serve you. Listen to this. Grilled pork, sliced fine and sautéed with rice. Roasted and crushed, red onions, cilantro, scallions, mint, and lime juice served over jasmine rice. That sounds really good, doesn't it? In any case, um, uh, this is Daniel the Gourmet Cella sitting in for Tom Fitzmorris. The number is 556-9696-556-9696. We're looking forward to talking to you. Uh, if you call, we can talk about anything at all having to do with restaurants, recipes, dining in, dining out, cooking, any uh, advice you have for Thanksgiving? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Are you going to do the big thing that you did before the pandemic? Do you have new traditions or new ideas that are involved, uh, that are evolving for Thanksgiving? I, I think a lot of people are now navigating uh, the sort of new times, and uh, I'm curious to see what people are doing for Thanksgiving. 
I, uh, I have a lot of invitations, actually. I'm lucky I have a lot of great friends and a lot of invitations, and I'll be... Uh, I will be looking to do the most traditional possible. Uh, you know, I think it is a wonderful holiday because of the traditions. And I think we have 364 days a year in which we can invent new traditions. But to me, Thanksgiving is the kind of holiday uh, that we should really uh, embrace the traditions. I am a very... Uh, open-minded, experimental person when it comes to food and most everything else, except Thanksgiving, I really want to be done in the traditional way. Now, what does that mean, the traditional way? Well, we start with a roast turkey. Not fried, not baked, not uh, uh, steamed, or anything else. A traditional roast turkey whole. Uh, as you know, I'm from New England, where we get wonderful turkeys, we get them from Vermont. I uh, usually do a big Thanksgiving at our family farmhouse, which is built in the 1760s, up in rural New Hampshire. The fire's crackling. Um, and so we do the standard uh, roast turkey, but to call it standard is an insult to the quality because we do a really great job roasting it. My brother and I are, are both very into cooking and studying each year, how can we make the turkey better? And we've tried it all. We've tried cutting it up. Uh, we've tried brining it. Tom was a big fan of brining, actually. You know, Tom will tell you, if you ask him today, he'll tell you he believes in brining it in a mixture of uh, water. We'll get the exact proportions of Tom's brine here uh, in a minute or two. Uh, but uh, he was a big fan of brining the whole turkey, salt and water. Why do you brine? Well, if you're into brining the bird, it's because you think it'll give it basically a crispier skin and a juicier inside. I am not convinced about brining. I think it's a, a lot of extra work, uh, and I'm not sure it's worth it. Uh, but you could um, you could call if you want and talk to me about brining. It's five five six nine six nine six. It's the food show um, now. Tom, here's what Tom writes about brining. Uh, he, uh, he says, brining is probably the most advanced cooking skill I ever learned. In 1967, I was 16 and working at a time saver in River Ridge. The store fried chicken, getting the equipment, recipes, and chickens from an outfit specializing in that. We were told to put all the chicken pieces into a bucket filled with some two gallons of water and a half a cup of salt. We put the bucket into the walk-in cooler overnight. The next day, we drained the salt brine, rinsed the chicken, applied the coating, and fried the chicken. I liked fried chicken a lot in those days and sometimes made some just for me, seasoning it my way. So here's the deal. Uh, I am not big into, into brining. Uh, I think it is potentially useful, but I'm not addicted to it. I've, I've done it once. I, as I said, I found a little more work uh, than it was worth. But there's also other ways of doing it. There is dry brining, which is basically you're rubbing it with uh, seasoning. You are sealing in uh, the juices according to some science. You know, it all comes down to science. Of course, the, the, uh, the 
Cook's Illustrated magazine made much about brining turkeys around the time uh, when the food show first started. And Tom says that, that their explanation was that a protein was in the turkey meat that bound all the natural juices tightly. And the difference in weight between the brine and the natural juice was enough for the proteins to unwind and release their juices. So you basically have the saltiness that gets rinsed away, although the drippings from a brine turkey are a little too salty to use without diluting it with turkey stock. So here's what you do if you're going to brine, which some people really swear by. Dissolve a cup of salt into a gallon of water. You heard it, a cup of salt and a gallon of water, okay? It sounds like a lot. Put the turkey into a container and cover completely with the brine. And then you keep it cold overnight. Most important, before cooking, dump the brine solution down the drain. Put the turkey into the sink. Rinse with cold running water for three minutes. At this point, you need to make sure you get the cavity uh, and you get under the skin. Now you can cook the turkey whatever way you like. So if you're going to do the brine, remember... Uh, it has to be kept cold overnight. Uh, this is not something that can sit out <laughs> on your counter. <laughs> you need to keep it cold, either a walk-in cooler. If it goes uh, cool, cool, cool at night, maybe if you're up on the North Shore, uh, you could do it that way. But I would probably get it right back into the refrigerator. We'll continue uh, after this brief message. Uh, if you'll call me, uh, by the way, I'd appreciate it. 504-556-9696. 504-556-9696. Talking turkey, talking galatoires. It's Daniel, the gourmet cellist, in for Tom. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Dave Brandon. Centenary College in Shreveport has not had a football team since 1941, but that will change soon. School President Christopher Holman made the big announcement. Centenary College will bring back college football to Shreveport, Bossier City by the fall of 2024. <laughs> And the search for a new head coach is underway, and the school hopes to make a hire early next year. Centenary also says it has received $1.25 million in donations to restart the program. The mayor of Shreveport, Adrian Perkins, plans to be at the first game. This city really loves sports. We really love football. This city really loves Centenary. I'm Jeff Palermo. The most recent tally on insured losses from the 2020 hurricane season in Louisiana has reached $10.6 billion to cover claims from Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Zeta. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnellan says they receive reports quarterly and over 325,000 claims have been filed. The bulk of it is, frankly, from Laura, which uh, ended up costing insurers just um, over $9 billion. Followed by Delta and then Zeta. LRN. Turn to Mueller to provide a building solution that is just right for you. Whether you're looking for additional storage space for your treasures, protection for your vehicle, a new barn for your ranch, or even a place for your family to call home, at Mueller we have a variety of building options to meet your every need. Choose from our wide selection of pre-designed kit buildings available in multiple sizes and colors. Or if you desire a building that meets certain requirements, Mueller can work with you to design a custom building specific to your needs. Rely on us to deliver a steel building that meets your exact specifications and provides superior quality and timeless value. Visit us online at MuellerInc.com for inspiration and to see the options that are available with our kit and custom buildings. Then give us a call at 877-2-M-U-E-L-L-E-R or visit one of our 33 branch locations to speak to a Mueller sales representative who can help you get started today. 
The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they have come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for FunkyUncle.Live. FunkyUncle.Live is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.FunkyUncle.Live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on November 3rd, it's Kevin Gulledge and the Blues Groovers. And on November 10th, Indian Water featuring Big Chief Gerald Page. For more information on how you can support live from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live and follow us on social media. Night and day, you are the one. Uh, Tom Fitzmaurice singing for you there. He does have a great voice. This is Daniel, the gourmet cellist. A longtime fill-in host for Tom on the show, uh, going back to the old days, well, sort of, and uh, it's good to be here talking restaurants and eating in, dining out, traditions, uh, two things that have come up today, uh, Thanksgiving, we're just sort of heading into the talk about turkey, because remember, it is, uh, oh man, is it two weeks from tomorrow? I think it is. That's hard to believe. <laughs> And um, wow, and then it's going to be Christmas and then New Year's. And before you know it, uh, you'll be making plans to celebrate July 4th. Uh, but here we are, just about two weeks before Thanksgiving. Uh, give me a call, won't you? Uh, I'd uh, be thrilled to take your call at the following number, 504-556-9696. 556-9696. And we're going over to the green phone where Claude awaits us. Claude, welcome. Hi, Daniel. It's Claude from Plano, Texas. Hi. How are you, Claude? I'm great. What's going on with you? Talking turkey or talking... What's on your mind, Claude? Well, I love turkey. I love Thanksgiving. um, But... And I love New Orleans. And it's been a while since I've had a chance to go down there. But what I'm really craving these days is some barbecue shrimp. And now I know, you know, people are probably very um, traditional in, in their uh, Thanksgiving preparation and food choice, but do you think barbecue shrimp would be an okay substitute for, for some appetizer or just a mousse-bouche in the beginning of the meal? And also, how do you make it? I know it's butter and a lot of spices. Well, you know, this is the uh, th- this is the really interesting thing because um, I spoke to uh, John Besch uh, about Thanksgiving a few years back, and he said that he loves adding oysters or shrimp to his Thanksgiving. Uh, so he's a great chef. I-, I think that's a great idea, Claude. And and I think down in Plano, uh, you know, you're near enough to the Gulf, you can get really great shrimp there. Um, I would do it. I, I don't know that, you know, what, let's just see, what are you looking to substitute it for? What would you take out and replace with barbecue shrimp? Well, normally I don't do 
a super traditional Thanksgiving menu. Usually for Christmas or Thanksgiving, I usually, I usually like to start with um, shrimp cocktail, something shrimp, something shrimp remoulade I've done before. Um, and I, I'm thinking something hot and spiced and barbecue shrimp seems like the perfect addition. It's, you, it's the spices are, are warming. Um, it might be a little hard to prepare and serve hot to everyone, but I think with with a, a guest list of maybe six people, it, it, it could it could work. What do you think? I think you should do it. Um, I think you should do. It. In fact, I, I'm I'm looking at a picture of barbecued shrimp. Here and uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, it's been a long time since I've had it. You, you know, the problem with it is just one thing: it's really hard to eat. It's just a mess to mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you can get, in fact, I, I was at Mr. B's recently. I, I, I think I posted something on social media, Claude, and I was at Mr. B's, uh, which is sort of the most famous place for barbecue shrimp, and I didn't get it there because I didn't want to make a mess. But, but. <laughs> But it's it's so good that it it really is worth. I I think I got a um, actually a burger, which is w- really good. A little less character, but they do make a great burger. But you want to know how to make it? I have the recipe for Mr. B's right here, and mm. uh, grab a pen. Okay, uh, it, well, it's very simple to do. You now you may if you're talking five six people, you may want to add more. But you start out with with about a pound and a half of jumbo shrimp. They, they say 16 jumbo shrimp, you know, nice size, uh, and of course with heads not peeled. So no peeling, you know, heads on. That's for the people who don't know, the, the magic of it is when the fat from the shrimp heads mixes in with the butter and the hot pepper, the black pepper, and, and they all mix together. So in any case, 16 jumbo shrimp, half a cup of Worcestershire sauce, two tablespoons Fresh lemon juice, that's about two lemons. Two tablespoons ground black pepper, that's a lot. Two teaspoons cracked black pepper. Two teaspoons of Creole seasoning. A teaspoon of minced garlic. Here's the kicker. Three sticks of butter. Three mm. sticks, Claude. Think about that. For for a pound and a half of shrimp. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and it then French bread as an accompaniment. So the only thing I'm wondering about you getting in Plano is uh, the French bread. Um, we'll have to find a way to get that mailed over to Plano uh, because you need that. So, But here's all you do. So you take a large skillet and you you put it up to medium-high heat, melt the butter, and then you pour in the Worcestershire, the lemon, black pepper, the Creole seasoning, and the garlic, and the shrimp moderately high heat, about one minute on each side, then reduce the heat way low, Add even more butter, cube at a time, uh, and add just sort of when one has become melted, you add the next one. Uh, take it off the heat, and then you the well, I think you can serve it in the skillet if you have a decent-looking skillet. Bring that straight to the table. There's no point to transfer it. So, and then, of, of course, to French bread for dipping. Um, but, but Claude, what have you been cooking recently that that you've really liked? That I have really liked. Well, before I, I answer this question, I would just like to say, you know, here in Texas, there is barbecue is a staple. And I think a lot of people get confused with what barbecue shrimp actually is. It's not grilled. There's no sweet, sticky sauce. It's it's a true Louisiana <clears throat> specialty. Um, but when you were describing the recipe right now, 
um, you know what came to mind? It, um, British, British flavors, butter, Worcestershire sauce, maybe some cayenne. I, I feel like these are very familiar flavors I've seen. Lemon juice um, in, in some old proper British recipes. That's an interesting I, point, actually. Yeah. What have I been cooking recently that I that I have loved? I've actually been um, attempting fondant au chocolat. A Frenchman in 2017 sent me a recipe to make his his basically essentially chocolate lava cake, and it's hard. You know what, Dan? It's hard to get the molds. It's hard to get the molds. Um, the right kind of simple metal individual molds to make lava cake, at least in the state. Some people use muffin tins, some people use silicone, but um, I've been searching for these molds for four years and I finally got them. And that's what I've been, that's what I've been making. So um, why is it hard to get though? You'd think, you, you know, what in, in our modern world, we can, you know, just go online, order anything. The, the molds are really hard to get? Well, I think I was hoping kind of similar in my search for canale molds um, without having to go to Bordeaux. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just assumed that maybe, you know, the specialty stores, Sur La Table, William Sonoma, those types of stores would have something, but Dan, they don't. So I, I think I, I looked maybe a year ago on Amazon uh, they were out of stock. Finally looked again, remembered, and and there you go. I have I have eight of them, and I, I I'm making chocolate lava cake fondant. It's interesting. They have three different names: fondant au chocolat, moelleux au chocolat, and coulant au chocolat. It sounds very um, laissez les bon temps rouler, right? <laughs> 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 well, I mean, any of those names would fit in in New Orleans. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I saw more lava cake on the menu, you know, ten years ago around restaurants than I do now. Same with flourless chocolate cake. You know, it's a little, it was, it's a little passe, but yeah, you know, it never disappoints with some with some fresh cream or ice cream. It is if you if you like chocolate. So, so um, what is a lava cake? Does it have an ooey gooey center or? It shouldn't be. Gooey, gooey, like brownie consistency. It should be coulant. It should be flowing. It should flow out. There should be some sort of cooked outer layer, not crunchy, not not like a brownie. It's it's light. The the eggs are are beaten rather a lot. Um, it's just eggs, sugar, good chocolate, butter, a little salt. That's it. Uh, that's very interesting. So, and and then you so you, do you serve it with uh, heavy cream poured around it, or you, or whipped cream? You're talking about? No, either I would I would I would do ice cream or whipped cream. Yeah. You know what I've been doing with heavy cream recently? I, I bought. You know what happens when you when you buy too big of a bottle of heavy cream, and then you say, okay, I'm going to use it. You know, five tablespoons for this one dish, and then you have the rest of it in the refrigerator so i've been having cereal recently i've been on a cereal kick and uh, i've been putting in mainly milk whole milk but then i've been putting in cream on the top and it's i mean talk about luxurious that taste very luxurious oh my you god know, i mean i mean imagine father, cereal with heavy cream that is wow amazing that sounds delicious you know my father 
uh, for breakfast has granola, and he mixes in yogurt, sour cream, and heavy cream. Wow. Three things. And, and some fresh uh, dried fruit. Three, so, every morning. Wow. Yogurt, sour cream, and heavy cream yeah. all mixed together? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. Was, um, you know, he lives out in the forest, and for some reason he, he finds that very comforting to have in the morning every single day. Oh, he lives out in the woods? Yes, in, in the woods. Wow. What, in Plano or? In, in or? a pre-American house. Wow. Pre, pre-1776. Um, wow. That that yeah. is something. Well, I I'm I'm a fan of that. I would, um, you know, we we have a break coming, Claude. If, but if you want to hold hold through the break, it's quick and, and we can talk more because I I have another recipe for shrimp remoulade. This one, excuse me, for barbecue shrimp. This one directly from Tom. It's a little different. So if you hold through oh, the break, great. which would be quick, uh, we'll be right back. It's a gourmet cellist in for Tom Fitzmorris on the food show. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. And we're back with the Food Show, and that was Tom Fitzmaurice, the founder, singing. <laughs> and uh, here we are, and, and the number to call, by the way, is 504-556-9696. And I think Claude, who called in from Plano, Texas, right down the road from here, is, is on the line. Claude, uh, you're still there. Yes, I'm here. You know, uh, we were talking, for, for those who are just tuning in, we were talking uh, with Claude about uh, barbecue shrimp. He brought it up. I think it's a great, great addition to any Thanksgiving table. But, Claude, I, I have Tom's recipe right here. Do you have Tom's cookbook, by the way? I do. Yeah. It, I don't know if, how much you use it, but I don't use it a, a ton. But certainly when I make New Orleans food, I use it. And i got to say, the recipes really work well. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, and, so uh, open it up. Yeah. So Tom does. Um, he does three pounds of of shrimp, uh, three pounds fresh golf shrimp with heads on, a tablespoon of lemon juice, two teaspoons of Worcestershire, quarter cup of white wine, two cloves of garlic, four tablespoons black pepper, and he has in parentheses or more exclamation mark, <laughs> <laughs> a quarter teaspoon of salt. Same amount of butter, three sticks of butter, and two teaspoons of paprika. So a bit of a different, what do you think of that uh, breakdown versus the... I think the the wine sounds really great. I think that, uh, is is that the difference? That's one of the differences? Yeah, and and paprika, right? Um, Hmm. Did, uh, because there was no paprika, in fact, in the Mr. B's recipe. Um, mm-hmm. There was Creole seasoning, but I, I think Tom sounds actually better. Sounds sounds very good with N- some Hungarian paprika. Yeah, not not Spanish or not smoked. <laughs> so so Claude, um, you know when you think about Thanksgiving, and you think about the memories that it conjures up, what what is it for you? What are some of those emotions 
that go through your mind when you think about Thanksgivings and the moments you've had, you know, between childhood and now? Mm. Well, Thanksgiving was a very um, important holiday growing up. We went to my grandmother's and we had this huge table in her basement that actually was a pool table, but able to be turned into um, a, a dining table for the whole family. Um, we loved to play pool on it before dinner started, of course. Um, not know, during dinner? <laughs> very, not during, I mean, I would play with the, the pool balls, like underneath um, where, the, where, where they're held. But, you know, very traditional um, kind of vanilla, you know, st- typical stuffing. I always loved the turkey. That was my, my favorite part. It was never dry. Everyone complains about dry turkey. I've never had a dry turkey, I have to say. I kind yeah. of agree. And we we got to talk about it in a second, but but yeah, okay. con- continue. So wait, is this in Texas where you're, you're, you're doing this or, or somewhere else? Yeah, Plano. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, then as, as the years continued, um, mostly have Thanksgiving now with friends and it's definitely more of a gourmet event. People bringing different things, uh, very good recipes, very, have been very spoiled with some very, very, very good food, um, at Thanksgiving. So very different from my childhood. So more, Uh, more advanced, it sounds like. More advanced, more better ingredients, better recipes, better, cooks and bakers, just, yeah, I think I've gravitated towards people who are into food. That's why I love this show so much, because it's all about the food. Yeah, and did you ever call and speak to Tom, by the way? I think I did a few times. Yeah. I called in and sang a carol. Oh, he loved that. To receive a free cookbook. Um, I called in, I called in a few times, yes, loved Tom. Yeah, he's he's an incredible. Um, and Marianne. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so Claude, so so you've had this sort of gravitational shift from simple vanilla Thanksgivings, but you had a good time and you had good food growing up, and and now you're surrounded by people who make more advanced things and they're using recipes and maybe putting in uh, more upscale ingredients and maybe the ingredients cost more than the you know, grandmother where you grew up, you know, but, but, um, cost more than a, a a can of Campbell's mushroom soup. Yes. Oh, you, you had that growing. Yeah. I, I, my grandmother sometimes used Campbell's cream of mushroom soup for things Not not, I didn't have Thanksgiving with my grandparents, but, um, you know, what matters most is the, is the, uh, you know, of course you want the food to be good. You want, especially the turkey, you want that to be good, but, but, no matter how much the meal costs, you know, what matters most is the people and, and the conversation. And I think that's why so many people are so grateful to be able to gather again around the table together Thanksgiving, you know, and share the traditions and, and the memories. And, and I'm, I, you know, you, you've kind of put an idea in my head because I kind of want to do barbecue shrimp. The, the thing is, you have to explain to everybody if you do a that's a big production to, to eat it, right? I mean, this is not something that just happens instantly. <laughs> I think it's the perfect thing to just to uh, kind of spark everyone's palates into, into action, into 
you know, it's just so I remember my first bites of barbecue shrimp in New Orleans, my first time having it, and it's just so mouthwateringly delicious. You know, uh, I want to go have it tonight. But <laughs> so, so when when are you going to come to New Orleans, and and when you come next, are you going to go to Mister B's and get barbecue shrimp, or what are you thinking? Mister B's, that sounds delicious. Um, I, I don't know when my next trip is going to be. I, I'm not too far, so probably probably uh, next year or so. Um, I don't know. Do you have any? What are your recommendations? I've, I've 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 done the food thing in New Orleans. I've been to a lot of places, but I haven't been there in several years. So anything new, up and coming restaurants? Um, loved Shia, loved Antoine's, loved Galatoire's, loved all the all the the oldies. But um, yeah, what's something you can recommend that maybe has opened recently? You know, um, it's interesting that. That you say you haven't been in a few years because I was oh, gone. Arno's. Oh, Arno's. Oh, that's that's a wonderful place. Yeah, you know, I was um, I was gone for so long because of the pandemic that when I came back, pretty recently, uh, I I was sort of blown away with how many new restaurants there are. Um, and uh, I'm I'm looking at a at a a list on Eater uh, of new restaurants, and and this is a list of stuff that I wanted to go to, but but lots and lots of Asian food uh, that. That is new to the scene. Um, there's there's a place I, I've been wanting to try called Seafood Sally's, which is um, they, they specialize in oysters, boiled, fried, blackened, broiled seafood, and hot fried chicken sandwiches. And they have all you can eat crab fests, um, which is supposed to be really uh, it's it's a shall we say uh, on the you know hipster end of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there's a new uh, there's a new place uh, called the Business Bar, which is a cocktails and classic gastro pub. Um, but small plates of truffle fries and fried Brussels sprouts, uh, tableside Caesar salad. Um, that I, I like the sound of. The, the, there's a place I went to recently. It's a, called a Tropical Roadhouse, Mister Mao, M A O, and uh, it's located it's sort of uptown. I don't know, Claude. Did you ever go into the uptown area? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, and so they have. Um, so it's a it's a bright, funky spot featuring roving carts of small plates, cocktails from the back bar, and fresh, inventive takes on global cuisine. Pani Puri, Escargot Wellington. I had that. Think about the Escargot Wellington. These are wow. snails, you know, wrapped with the pate, and the, I mean, it's just an incredible, <laughs> incredible thing. Um, and, and they have sort of like dim sum. They come around with carts. So all these places, I'm telling you, are um, uh, just fantastic. Um, so, Claude, if you come back, I, I highly encourage you to, to you know, we love all the classic places, the Arno and the Galatoires and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it would be fun to, um, you know, explore all this stuff. But Plano has... Uh, a lot of chain restaurants, I think, right? Yeah, n- not even worth mentioning. Not, <laughs> not, not even worth, worth uh, discussing. You can get some Korean fried chicken. Um, that I'm trying to think of what what are some things that maybe um, are easier to find in Texas than 
Louisiana. Well, but, yeah, not even worth discussing. There's a lot of barbecue in Texas. As you said before, there's a lot of barbecue in yeah. Texas. That, that's good, you know. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for the recommendations. I will uh, write those down and, and plan those for my next trip. Yeah, and, and when you come, make sure to call me or call Tom and, um, and, and, uh, and try to meet up. Sounds, sounds absolutely wonderful. Well, that, that's great. I wish you a very happy um, season of November this Thanksgiving. And in you too, and most of all, Claude, I hope you have a safe, healthy, happy, and absolutely delicious eating season. And Claude, we thank you for the call. Thank you. And there he Bye. goes. That was Claude phoning in uh, to us from Plano, Texas. Uh, the number here, if you want to do what Claude did, uh, please call uh, 504-556-9696. Uh, it's been an eventful hour. We've been talking Galatoires, two lunches I, I had recently there. I haven't even gotten to the bulk of what we were talking about, uh, meaning the entrees and also the beginning of the second lunch. Uh, hint, hint, it was fried. <laughs> and uh, also turkey. Um, we had that wonderful call from Claude who sort of inspired me to do barbecue shrimp uh, at Thanksgiving. And uh, we were comparing the recipes of Tom Fitzmorris and Mr. B's. I hate to say it as much as I like Mr. B's and I like the restaurant a lot. Uh, and they do a great, great barbecue shrimp uh tom fitzmorris's recipe maybe was even better uh and uh, although they both have really huge amount of of butter and a huge amount of black pepper and remember that that tom says uh you put the shrimp in first and then pour lemon juice wine worcestershire and garlic over it all bring the liquids in the pan to a light boil and cook turning the shrimp over with a spoon every two minutes or so until all the brown-gray color in the shrimp is gone. Don't overcook. Tom says, the first moment you think the shrimp might be done, they will be. Cover the, th cover the shrimp with a thin but complete layer of black pepper. And I'm quoting Tom here, you must be bold with this. <laughs> when you think you have enough pepper in there, you still need a little more. Add the paprika and salt. Cut the butter into tablespoon-sized pieces and distribute over the shrimp. With a big spoon, turn the shrimp over. Agitate the pan as the butter melts over the shrimp and emulsifies into the liquid at the bottom of the pan. When there's no more solid butter, remove the pan from the burner. Now, Tom does it. He serves the shrimp with lots of sauce in the bowl, served with hot French bread for dipping. <laughs> and here's the funny part. Also, plenty of napkins and perhaps bibs. <laughs> <laughs> it can get pretty. It can get pretty messy, you know. Uh, the barbecue shrimp. Um, it's a wonderful dish. Uh, it has, as Claude mentioned, nothing at all to do with barbecue. <laughs> it's a total misnomer. Uh, it's just delicious sauce created from the fat of the shrimp heads. Lots of butter and lots of fresh, cracked black pepper. And you need to put in a lot. Remember, be bold with the black pepper. Have you ever made it? If you've made a call, if you have ever eaten it, call. That means everybody listening should call, because I think everybody here has had barbecue shrimp at some point, right? 504-556-9696. That's 
9696. I'd love you to call, talk with me about Thanksgiving, Galatoire's, eating, favorite restaurants right now, or anything else. This is Daniel, the gourmet cellist, in for Tom Fitzmorris. We'll be back. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Kyle Rittenhouse is testifying in his own defense on Wednesday in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Rittenhouse is the 18-year-old accused of opening fire on looters and rioters in Kenosha, Wisconsin during the riots over a police shooting in 2020, killing two men. Rittenhouse saying he went to Kenosha to protect businesses from rioters and looters and was only defending himself. After nearly two weeks of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine being authorized for use in kids aged 5 through 11, the White House on Wednesday is giving an update. Jeff Zients, the COVID-19 response coordinator, sharing some encouraging news. By the end of the day today, we estimate that over 900,000 kids ages 5 through 11 will have already gotten their first shot. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Al Aberroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money to brokerage firm, or even money to bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text free to 833-898-0500 and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text free to 833-898-0500. Text free to 833-898-0500. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is forming a concert safety task force after eight people were killed at a Houston music festival. Abbott saying Texans should not have to worry about their safety at musical events like Astro World. He wants task force members, which include the Texas Music Office, DPS, and Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, to study things like crowd control and controlled substances. The injuries and deaths happened last Friday during Travis Scott's performance at Astro World. The Russian man who worked on the Steele dossier is going on trial next spring. Igor Danchenko pleaded not guilty Wednesday to lying to the FBI about working on the dossier. It claimed alleged ties between Russia and former President Donald Trump to help him win the 2016 election. Justice Department Special Counsel John Durham, who brought the charge with Danchenko, going on trial in April. This is USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. Greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. 
Airlines are continuing to expect a huge boost in passengers as the United States international ban comes to an end. America reopening to visitors who are vaccinated against COVID. United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby tells CNBC the demand is huge for folks traveling now that the borders are open to vaccinated travelers around the world. It opened on Monday and we had 33 flights at United that came back from Europe uh, to the United States. This afternoon, warming up into the upper 70s, partly cloudy, still not too bad out there. Some clouds, but dry overnight, near 60. Warming up close to 80 tomorrow with a partly cloudy to cloudy afternoon, scattered afternoon showers or an isolated thunderstorm. Then drying out with lower humidity behind another cold front, getting chillier. Friday, gradual cooling to highs of only low 70s and breezy. Saturday and Sunday, gusty highs of only near 60. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Rico's Tires and Wheels offers quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Rico's Tires and Wheels, just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. Rico's Tires and Wheels, quality used tires. They fix flat tires too, and they do wheel repair. Just a few blocks south of Veterans, 2609 David Drive, Metairie, 504-455-5199. The dulcet tones of the David Rose Orchestra, the theme music for the food show. This is Daniel the Gourmet Cellist. Really am a cellist, I swear. Professionally and an amateur gourmand or gourmet uh, as Tom would say uh, sitting in here for Tom Fitzmorris on the food show uh, give a call won't you uh, love to talk to you uh, about anything having to do with food dining in dining out restaurants recipes all the rest the number here 504-556-9696 love to talk to you Uh, and there's Mike Michael 75 over on the blue phone. Welcome. Hey, Daniel. How's it going? Hey, how are you? Good. I want to thank you. First of all, you gave me a great tip for my son and I. He was a professor for many years in uh, Beijing, China. He was a professor of law, and he's back in New Orleans, and he's looking for Asian street food. Oh, really? Well, then, then, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of that happening now. Yeah, well, uh, so anyway, I'm going to give him a tip on Budsies. It's really good. It's, I mean, really good. You know, when there's there's an older woman, you know, sitting in the back hand-rolling the dumplings, it has to be good, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, you just made me uh, remember something. Tom and I both loved the best tamales ever in the history of New Orleans. Do you know where that was? Uh, No. Okay, it was a, a old a lady, a big old lady named Mama Rosa would come out, just like uh, you talked about with Budsies, and she would cook these incredible uh, large tamales and banana leaves, and they were spectacular. Wow. Well, now, where was that? The, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, shoot, that name always escapes me. Uh, it's on Elysian Fields. Um, I, I'll get it later in the conversation, probably. Anyway, um I wanted to, to uh, know your top three restaurants in the city, but, but mine are Galatoire's, Pascal Manali, and uh, the Pelican Club. Ooh. 
Well, it's, well, first of all, Tom would love your picks. That's for sure. Because <laughs> um, he loves all those places, too. That That's really tough. I, I would say that, that Galatoire's probably would be in my top three uh, because... Well, it's been as I said. It was, it's been the I've been twice in two weeks, and it was really great both times. And um, okay, so let's just because you need one old, you know, you need one old, grand old place. So I put in Galatoire. It's just I probably right now, you know, others. I I love Pesh. I really like Pesh a lot, uh, which is basically, um, you know, it's a seafood restaurant, but totally different than than the old style. Pesh is great. It's a go to. Um, then I feel I would have to pick something. Boy, three is a tough, hard to pick three. You know, how do you pick? It's like if you have ten kids, you have to name your three favorite kids. I wouldn't want to do that, but right. <laughs> you know, something for some some variety. You know, shy is really good. Um, shy is really good, uh, and I would say, uh, boy, I can't get tired of that. Um, then I don't know. You, I think about some dishes at Mosca's, you know, but that's probably not enough to say, hmm, you know, put it in the top three. That that is tough, man. Or maybe yeah. maybe something Asian, you know. Maybe I mean I love Red's Chinese, but I'm not sure I put in the top three. I love. Have you been to this? You like Chinese food as much as your son does, or um? Oh yeah, I do. I love all Asian food. In fact, we have a great uh, Thai, um, Vietnamese place out here in Kenner. It's called the Pho Bang or Pho Bang. Depending on where you're from, uh, have you ever been there? No, no. Where is that? Actually, believe it or not, it's it's kind of a. They've got a place in uh, New York City in Manhattan. Really? But, uh, it, it's a chain, but the one in Kenner, I've tried some. The other, there's another one on Veterans in Metairie, but the one in Kenner is best I've ever. Done. Wow, that, that's that's pretty darn good. So so you're you're talking about. Um, uh, sort of a, a a modernistic take, or or would it be sort of a, a traditional sort of take? It's, yeah. it's fairly traditional, yeah. Traditional, you know, and you know, there, there's another Chinese place. That, I don't know if you come down to the quarter, some, but there's a really great Chinese place on Decatur Street near Esplanade called Dian Xin, D I A N, new word X I N, Dian Xin, and they specialize in soup dumplings and holy, oh, yeah. I mean that. Uh, I, it is worth a trip from way farther than Kenner to get to that restaurant. We're going. Uh, he's been looking for something like that too. So that's another good tip you gave us. Well, send him there. He'll like it, and then call back and report because we we want to hear about it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, my wife and I are contemplating going to Paris and Rennes in uh, the Champagne region, and wanted to know if you had any favorite restaurants in either one of those two areas. Well, well, Rhone, I, I, I don't know at all, and I have been to Paris in probably six or seven years. But, but there's a, but I, I can come up with a good answer because I have a couple of friends who live there and know the food scene well. So if you keep listening, I'll, I'll bring it up uh, later in the show, uh, and okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get some good information right from the source. We, um, we used to go when we would go to Paris years ago. We'd, we'd go to a little street. Uh, Right on the left bank by the Place Saint Michel. Are you familiar with that area? Oh, right sure. Oh yeah, yeah I, it's a great neighborhood. They have the Shakespeare and Company bookstore, etc. Uh, and and there's a little street called Uchette, H U C H E T T E. It's like Bourbon Street, but just for food. You got it's like got like twenty, and there's uh, twenty little places with barkers out in front, like uh, uh, Bourbon Street used to be. Oh my God! Wow. 
Wow. They're all, oh, they're all very reasonable and, and great food. There's one place we loved. Uh, it's called the Obon Couscous, uh, Algerian food. It was great. Oh, Algerian food is wonderful. So is uh, Tunisian and Moroccan. I love that North African food is just fantastic. Yeah, right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to thank you for those tips. Have a good day. Hey, Bye. you too. Thanks for the call. And Michael75, there he goes. And over here on the uh, Jade phone is uh, Zach. Uh, looks like he's talking about steak. Zach, welcome to the food show. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. What can I say? So, what's on your mind? Are you eating? Are you at restaurants? Are you going to cook? Are you? What are you doing for food these days, Zach? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. I'm kind of in a. I'm going to have a quandary, and I wanted to run this by you. So, my quandary is that I love steak, but I've never really been to a fabulous steak restaurant, and I know that that is, it's just a crime, and I'm looking for recommendations on the whole experience, and maybe even restaurants, if you could, as well. You know, this is, you know, Tom would have loved this topic. Tom would would love this topic. You know, this is uh, one of my favorite topics, too. So, so first of all, I, I like a, a traditional steakhouse you know with the big sort of heavy wooden chairs with the uh sort of either thick carpeted floor the sort of small tiled floor and the kind of leather that is on the chair that's held in with those little brass tacks you know i'm picturing oh, yeah. you know it's a sort of a dark dark greens and, and burgundy colors heavy wooden tables a, a thick white tablecloth mm-hmm. um you know, this is the, the the power, the power men of the world, you know, the meeting of the minds, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, exactly. It kind of sounds like the kind of place where you'd have to, you'd have to even have a jacket in order to get in. Is that, well, <laughs> does that sound about right? Or? <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, a lot of places don't have dress codes anymore, but, but I, I would put it up anyway, just because I think it's more fun you know, to put on a jacket. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're putting on a button-down shirt and slacks, it's not much more work to throw a jacket over that. Uh, and, and it makes the whole experience more fun. I mean, you know, Tom uh, Tom wears a bow tie or a necktie for every radio broadcast that he does. And that's a radio. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he wears a sport coat and a tie for that. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, Zach, uh, I really like, first of all, you have to think, you're going to a steakhouse, order steak. You know, don't go to a steakhouse and order a fish dish or a chicken dish, which some people do. And, you know, steakhouses have all that on the menu to keep everybody happy. But I really think you should be ordering steak when you go to a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. If you're vegan, I'm sorry, probably not the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, um, you know, Zach, we, we have a short break coming up. But hold, hold through the break. It'll be very short, and then we'll delve into the details uh, of the steak. Um, I'm glad you brought it up. Zach here has called us uh, at 504-556-9696. As soon as we come back from the little break, we'll continue with steak. It's the Gourmet Cellist in for Tom Fitzmorris on The Food Show. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. 
Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Oh, uh-huh. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy oh, local. Yeah. Our city depends on it. Oh, Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call oh, 4894. 4815 Conti Street. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. You make me feel so young. And we're back with the food show. It's the Gourmet Chalice, Dan Leltuk, sitting in for Tom Fitzmorris here, uh, and we're going over to Zach, who had brought up steak. Zach, are you there? I'm still here. So, um, so look, what, what kind of steak... You know, is it for you? Is it a ribeye? Is it a strip? You know, is it a a cowboy? Is it a tomahawk? You know, I for me, I'm I'm New York strip all the way. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking for something that is going to have the maximum punch of flavor. What what kind of cut would you recommend? Well, here's the thing. I, I would probably say uh, in that case that I would do. Uh, I would probably do a New York strip, although a bone and ribeye can have huge flavor, you know. But but Tom, you know, loves New York strip, um, and and really, you know, the way to order, I think the way you should order at a steakhouse is to know, you know, to build it around the steak. So I always start out with a, uh, we said before, a super cold, dirty vodka martini with olives, and you do that. Then next, you get the wedge salad, and uh, and the wedge salad, you know, Zach how has that. Great mix of the, the crumbly blue cheese, the rich blue cheese dressing, the the pop of the either cherry tomatoes or the little wedges of tomatoes, and of course the bacon and the crunch of the lettuce, and it all mixes together. To me, that's a great salad. Um, mm-hmm. And and next, you know, definitely, definitely, you want a potato dish, or a, a gratin or a dauphinoise or something. You know, I, I like a cream potato dish. Um, over here in New Orleans, you can get some really good uh, dauphinoise potatoes, or uh, I, I think some of them make them even with with heavy cream and some Gruyere cheese melted in, uh, and that's really good. And then, of course, a, either a spinach Rockefeller or a creamed spinach to go on the side, you know. And the steak should come sizzling in butter, you know, like the way Ruth's Chris does it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, there is a relationship between the fat content of a steak and the and the flavor profile, isn't there? Or am I totally wrong about that? No, you're totally right. You know, people, for some reason, are, are afraid of fat. You know, first of all, fat isn't uh, the thing to be afraid of. Sugar is, you know, but I, I think we all understand mm-hmm. that now. But no, you, you need a steak that has fat on. I mean, I mean, if you mm-hmm. some people even eat it all, you know, but some you can cut it off, you can leave it there. But a very lean steak uh, is not an uh, expensive or desirable uh, steak. I mean, a ribeye is packed with fat, and that, that's up up mm-hmm. high on, on the price point list, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, where I'm, you know, currently stationed up here in in Portland, the northwest side of portland near the near the soccer stadium is this oregon they, uh, or maine oregon or maine uh, oh sorry I, I meant the 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 good portland the one in oregon 
<laughs> I hope all the listeners in Maine aren't aren't too offended. <laughs> oh no no uh, no offense to the Mainers out there, but you know <laughs> the thing is uh, there are just no good steak places around here. D, I don't I don't I don't know where to find good steak. How would you recommend looking for a steak restaurant? Well, uh, look, the thing is, if you can't find a good steakhouse, I guarantee you can make a great steak at home. You know, may, maybe okay. over there in Portland, because I think a lot of vegan restaurants there, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, vegetarian is one thing, but vegan restaurants are really hard sell, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, uh, maybe the solution is to do it at home or <laughs> open your own steakhouse. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, Which one is cheaper, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, cheaper probably to to do do one yourself. <laughs> um, right. Now I'm I'm looking at um at steakhouses. Let's see, um, nine. I have an article here called Nine Steakhouses to Try in Portland and Beyond." Um, okay. You know, all, and and it, it's funny. The first sentence is, "Although Portland remains one of the best cities for vegans," <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> You know, so it, it does say that um, the Rose City's residents remain loyal meat eaters from the conscious diner sinking humanely raised grass-fed cows to the old-school whiskey-drinking Portlanders ordering hulking slabs of inexpensive prime rib. Okay, I'm, I'm down with the first part, the old-school whiskey-drinking <laughs> inexpensive prime rib. Meh, I could go for something else. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Zach, the problem is, um, you know, Portland's on on the coast and you need that cow sort of grazing sort of deal uh so you're you're thinking maybe i should travel uh inland i'm thinking maybe you should travel inland um that's the 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 only thing that i'm seeing here that that's standing out is a place called the ringside and it says since 1944 uh it's been a, a tried and trued Standby for impeccable service, aged steaks, and old school elegance. Listen to this: tableside lamps illuminate garlic mashed potatoes and Madeira glazed mushrooms, accompanying dry aged ribeyes and lobster topped wow. filet mignon. Wow! Wow! You know that's called it, the ringside. Nineteen forty-four. Yeah, that's some history I, I there. Mean, that was before even the war ended. I mean, it, that was yeah, that was during the war. So they must be doing something right. They must be. So, yeah, so I'll have to check it out. Does it say where that is? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's that's located at. And for the folks listening, by the way, we we've migrated temporarily. We, the, the callers from Portland, Oregon, we're giving him advice there. But you know, you'll probably find yourself there one day and want to go. That's that's twenty one sixty five West Burnside Street. Uh, that's the Ringside Steakhouse. Now, uh, I'm curious, Zach, about your your plans for Thanksgiving. Are you going to go the traditional route? Uh, we had Claude over in Plano who was going to do barbecued shrimp. Are you doing turkey? Are you doing uh, a shrimp dish, maybe an oyster chowder? What's up for you? You know, honestly, what I like to do for uh, for my Thanksgivings is a lot of times I will treat myself and go to a nice restaurant and have what they are doing for Thanksgiving. And actually, that's kind of what prompted my call. Um, I'm trying to plan my my steaks giving, if that makes any sense. <laughs> uh, you've come up with a new term here, the steaks giving, <laughs> occurring on the third Thursday of November every year. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, part of my quandary is, is, is finding the restaurant, which you really, you know, helped me out there um, with the, the ringside restaurant. Uh, but 
I am having my um, brother-in-law's fiance over for, you know, our th- our Thanksgiving, and it turns out, wouldn't you believe it? She's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? uh, Portland, she's a vegan. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> you know, you, um, th- there's a lot of things you can do. You know, when you have a, a vegan or vegetarian, uh, but the, the problem is with with vegan, you can't use the butter that you'd want to use. You know, so I, I would have said, you know, do do sort of a portobello mushroom dish to replace the steak. Uh, but then the deal is, well, you want to do that, you know, swimming in butter and even sizzling butter, try to reproduce a steak, but you can't do that with a vegan. You know, portobello mushrooms, may- maybe top it with some onions, um, something like that. Uh, I, you know, I, I would put onions on and, and a, a few other things, you know, to, to top it off and um, maybe some gravy, uh, if you can conjure that up. Yeah, this is kind of making me want a portobello mushroom now. Well, well, they're <laughs> they are really good. Um, um, they, you know, they're, they're. I don't know if they. I don't know. I like them on the grill. I like them in in the pan. Uh, I, I like them all all different ways. Um, but but I just I just don't know the etiquette though about about if you're a vegan, is it even possible to go to a steak restaurant? You know. Well, you're bringing up one of the great conundrums of all time, which is what do you do. If you're a vegan, I'm not vegan. It doesn't sound like you are. You, yes, you can go. No, you can I'm go, not. Zach. You can go pretty much anywhere as a vegan. I'm sure there's some vegans listening. You can go anywhere as a vegan, and <laughs> and expect that you can find something that you'll be able to eat. You know, you can always mm-hmm. find something, uh, some salad or some soup, uh, main dish. Hopefully, maybe vegetarian. That's easy. But I think you should be able to go to any good restaurant as a vegan and fare okay. Yeah, but you don't think it's some kind of social faux pas to, to take a, a vegan, uh, you know, on a Thanksgiving to a steak restaurant? I, just, I guess that's what I'm wondering. Am I am I breaching some kind of unsaid social contract here? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah! Uh, this is an interesting question. You know, I don't know. I, I I would tell what I would say is you tell the person who's going that we're going to a steak restaurant for Thanksgiving, <laughs> and if they still want to go. Well, I guess that's on them, right, Zach? I that's really what I where I've landed as well and it's it's kind of up to her. I mean, the the ball is in her court, uh, so to speak. Yeah, you could say how about you de-veganize yourself for the Thanksgiving once a year. <laughs> it's just one day, you know. It's one day. What 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 would one day do? Look, um uh, Zach, we we uh need to all be conscious of, you know, what we eat and and who we're with. But at a certain point, you have to say, "I'm sorry, but I'm going to a steakhouse." <laughs> exactly, and I think what you brought up a good point, which is that balance is the key to anything, right? Balance is the key. Balance is absolutely mm-hmm. the key. And um, uh, look, uh, we we wish you all the best with your eating endeavors um and uh, and and stay tuned Thank because I, I think there's going to be some interesting uh, calls coming in because you've touched on a really emotionally charged issue vegans and steakhouses and we don't want to make fun of everybody or anybody but Uh-oh. at the same time we need that steak <laughs> that's right thanks a lot i appreciate it hey thanks for the call there he goes uh that was zach from Portland, Oregon, uh, who knows if someone from Louisiana is going to call at some point. That's, after all, where we are. But <laughs> uh, it looks like there's Bill 
here uh, with some recommendations. Bill on uh, the Purple Phone, welcome to the Food Show. How you doing, Dan? Hey, good. How are you? Long-time listener of the Food Show. Love you. Um, I call you the gourmet cellist to my friends. Well, I, I am. Tom came up with the name, and, and I, I love it, so I'm, I'm glad you continue it. Yeah. Well, speaking of vegetarian cuisine, you know, Indian food is one of the great vegetarian, vegan cuisines in the world. There's just so many options. Really? Yes. I, I didn't know that. I, yes, and, and I have to say this new place in Metairie called uh, Mantra. It's in a La Quinta Inn parking lot. It is so good. Say it again, in the La Quinta Inn parking lot? That doesn't sound very promising. <laughs> it doesn't sound promising, but you know, as a New Orleanian, you know the best places are in the most unusual locations. They can be. They're not always, but I guess Galatoire's is on Bourbon Street. That's right. Mosca's in West Wego in the middle of nowhere. That's right. So there's a pattern there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's a great, great restaurant. I got the vegetable korma, completely um, vegetarian dish, and that rocked my world last night. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the website. They actually have a pretty nice website. Um, we're talking about Mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A, uh, over in <laughs> the La Quinta Inn parking lot <laughs> in Metairie. But, but here we are. I mean, they, they have a whole section on their website, vegetarian, then a whole section, non-vegetarian appetizers. And so the um, I'm looking at the vegetable korma. That looks great. What else did you get there? Well, if you're not a vegetarian, you need to try the tandoori. And tandoori. you can get that. That's based, you know what a tandoori is? Uh, that is the the method that the oven of of, of the method of, exactly. of cooking. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And they have amazing chicken, fish, shrimp, and lamb. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. I'm looking at the prices here, Bill, and I, I'm I don't find the prices particularly different or lower or or higher than other Indian restaurants around town. Did did you find that? Well, the thing about this mantra place, the portions are enormous. So you can easily, you know, get some naan and one of those entrees. That's enough for one person, two people, excuse me. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm looking here. The, um, the menu is kind of uh, extensive. Tandoori fish, boneless fish marinated and cooked in a tandoor. Um, you know, Bill, if we, we have a very short pause coming. But if you stay through, we can touch on Thanksgiving for you because that's become a big theme and we can also mention vegan stuff so stay through the break it's the gourmet cellist sitting in for tom fitzmorris on the food show louisiana radio network news i'm kevin gallagher insured losses from the 2020 hurricane season have reached 10.6 billion dollars in louisiana brooke thorrington has more insurance commissioner jim donnellan says the 2020 season is only second to 2005 that was katrina and rita the bulk of the 10.6 billion from 2020 is from Laura, and as for claims for last year... Over 325,000 claims that have been filed. But Donilon says they fortunately only had to field 1,800 formal complaints. And those complaints are typically uh, about failure to communicate between the adjuster and even the company. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Congratulations going out to Julia Hawkins of Baton Rouge, who just set a world record at the Louisiana Senior Olympic Games for being the first woman and first American in her age group to run 100 meters. Her age group? Well, Julia is 105. This is news on LRN. DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, 
DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. No deposit required. DraftKings is bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook app, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code LASports when you sign up. Those who sign up right now will get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Louisiana. That's code LASports to get $100 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 7867-21 and over. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. And there he is singing like he likes to do. That's Tom Fitzmaurice singing Misty. And uh, sitting in for Tom Fitzmaurice, it's me, the gourmet cellist, Daniel Elchuk. Oh, I really am a cellist, and I, I try to be a gourmet, but that's just the amateur part. Uh, uh, give me a call, will you? 504-556-9696. 556-9696. It's been a spirited day, talking Thanksgiving, talking vegans, steakhouses. We had a caller from Oregon named Zach who said he wanted to turn Thanksgiving into steak-giving. I thought that was a, a cool idea. And he said, well, can I bring a vegan friend to a steakhouse? I said, hmm, that's sort of a, a little too far that I'm willing to give advice. In any case, <laughs> call a 556-9696. And here is Gerald on the Jade phone. Gerald, welcome to the food show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I'm I'm actually uh, living in the French Quarter right now, and um, it's just I, I know that you were looking for some local, so here I am. Well, well, thanks for calling. Yeah, we had Texas and Oregon, and I'm going. Well, geez, anybody from NOLA going to call? So here's Gerald. Oh no, I I've lived here my whole life, and um, I'm just uh, I, I'm just in love with this city and the food. It's really it's really a spectacular place to live, and I love your show. I've been listening to it for a long time. Well, that means a lot. Thank you so much. So, um, uh, have you eaten anywhere recently that you like, or do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? Or you know, well, it's, it's yeah, I, yeah. It's I don't want to get too sad on here, but um, you know, it's with COVID. I've been kind of in my house. I haven't, I haven't really gotten out, and I've been um, kind of on the dating scene, and that's kind of why I'm at the calling because I want to find out like if you have any dating, uh, very romantic restaurants that you would suggest me to bring one of my dates. You know, I, I've been, I'm kind of a lonely man, but I've been uh, just been swiping on these apps, and I was just wondering, like, if I could find someone and, you know, 
and take them somewhere close by without having to go too far. I do have a little disability and, um, you know, so I can't really walk too much, but I did want to, you make a beautiful, perfect date for the special person in my future. Well, you know, and, there's, uh, I, there's a place that Tom always talked about that was very romantic, and I think he's right. That's the Pelican Club, and that's right in the French Quarter, actually. And the guy uh, who called a, a few callers back mentioned that as one of his top three in the whole city. And, you know, Gerald, I, I, I would try to go there to the Pelican Club. Um, it's a, a wonderful place, and Tom always says it was romantic and, and calm, and a, a be- it is a beautiful-looking restaurant. Yeah, I would love I would love that. I'd be so special. Uh, so what is it called? It's called the 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 Pelican Club. Um Pelican Club. Yeah, the Pelican oh, Club. And can it, you hold on can can you hold on while I get a pencil? Yeah, and, 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 and the and, and for, for I, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to use this uh, this web this web net. And for the I just I'm old fashioned. And for the people who are listening who, who don't know this place, it's it's kind of hidden away. It's exchange alley or exchange place. Uh, in the French, it's in the middle of the French Quarter, really, um, and it's a, a beautiful restaurant. And uh, in in fact, um, they sort of have a, a, a great feel in there. And uh, they describe themselves as contemporary in New Orleans, but I don't know how contemporary it is. It's 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 a really just it's a lovely place, and and they have the the famous uh, uh, mar- shrimp uh, cocktail in martini uh, glass that's really famous. Uh, th- th- how does that sound, Gerald? Oh, I, I love a good martini. It's you know, um, I, it, I I will go there with or without a date. I, I'm just happy to go just to get out. I've just been stuffed away for two years, so I just need to get out and socialize a little bit more. And uh, I'm just happy that you're around. Well, to I, talk to I appreciate it. And and when you go there, uh, call back and and say how it is. And I let, let me just recommend to you when you go try to get the. The creamy shrimp bisque—it's really good, Gerald. And and that's—it's actually, a, uh, I think it's about nine dollars. So it's a pretty good deal too. Oh, well, good. Well, you know, it's the money's not an issue. You know, I, I get disability, so um, it's yeah, the money's not an issue. It could be a five-star restaurant. I just uh, I just want a great place to make memories. So thank you so much. Well, we appreciate it uh, for the call and check it out. And Gerald. Thanks for calling, and uh, uh, remind you, by the way, of the phone number here to, to call and talk to me. It's 504-556-9696, 504-556-9696. It's the Gourmet Cello sitting in for Tom Fitzmaurice on The Food Show, and over here on the gold phone is Paul. Paul, welcome to The Food Show. Oh, yeah, there. Hi. How you doing there, Daniel? Very good to hear you back on the air. We missed you a long time. You it's know? it's been a long time. I you know I haven't done this since you know before COVID and all that. And uh, so, what's on your mind, Paul? Oh wow! Well, I just wanted to tell you, I I love I love your your show, your voice, everything about you, and 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 everything you do for this city. It's very nice, and uh, it's it's great great to to hear your voice again. It's, Thanks a lot. That 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 means a lot. And, and and you know, we we do music, we do food, and you know, Paul. Everybody, I always say, everybody who loves music loves food, and everybody who loves food loves music, and and they they go together. And that's I think why there's such good music and such good food in this town. You know? Oh yeah. Oh for sure, for sure. You know, I've been really missing. I've been really missing the nice working man's lunch. You know, I I I work hard during the day, and I I wanna I wanna be able to, you know. 
have a nice affordable meal, you know, something that we can all, um, you know, every man can have a nice, a nice every man, man sandwich or something, you know, I, I was hoping you could maybe show me some of the good, uh, you know, $5 lunches in town or something, you know, do you know anything about that? Well, $5 is uh, maybe pushing it a bit, but you know, there's, there, there's a place I really like uh, to go um, for, for that inexpensive uh, filling lunch, um, and that's called Layuz is by the track. Have you heard of it? Oh, I, I, I have. I have never been in, but I've, I've passed by on many occasions. You, you know, know it's, a, it's a really good place. There, there are two Layuzes, not, nothing to do with each other. One is just called Layuzes, L-I-U-Z-Z-A apostrophe S, Layuzes, and the other is Layuzes by the track. They, they both have great poor boys. So Layuzes by the track is at 1518 North Lopez Street. Uh, it's pretty oh, much wow. near the fairgrounds. You, you know, in Mid City, that little area that has a thousand figs. At, uh, uh, I think it's Ponce de Leon Place, something like that. Oh yeah, where the streets kind of make a nice triangle. You know, Ex- good shapes there. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah, exactly around there. So that's where this is, and they, it's really good. Um, and uh, and then also there's um, Layuses, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly where that is because that's that's a place they they have they're famous for the the beer and the big frosted mugs. Um, Oh, that's uh, Layuses is really fun to go to because the mug is so cold uh, that you can barely pick up <laughs> the glass oh, without it. So, yeah, exactly. So, so this is oh. at, at Bienville you can Street. Even write your name on the glass, you know, with the frost. That's nice, and then no one can take your beer. You uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can write it. You can write your name on there, and then um, don't touch it with your tongue because it might stick to it. <laughs> but Ooh, gosh, yeah. Um, time. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you what I really like at Laiuzas is the is the they have a a half a fried shrimp poor boy with oyster Rockefeller bisque and that oh, no. that's amazing. But they're so also special. They have a seafood lasagna, shrimp crab meat and spinach, fresh roasted asparagus, and they also have wow. a whole roast beef poor boy. This is all at Laiuzas, and and it sounds like I'm I'm doing an ad for them, but I'm really not. Um, although, yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, you it, got you got you got my taste buds, Judd. Yeah, and uh, sizzling right now. Yeah, sure. you know it, it's it's a great place. I, I would go there for you know we call it the 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 working man lunch. There, there, there was an old uh, book called the uh, Underground Gourmet. It was published in the seventies, and it was by a man called Richard Collin, who is a, a mentor of Tom Fitzmorris, and, and he has a chapter in, in that book devoted to. Restaurants that that were called working men lunch places, and wow. uh, you know, I, I the prices in there are pretty low. But again, that was the better part of fifty years ago. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. things have changed. <laughs> things have <laughs> changed. Sure. I would check it out, Paul, of over by Layuzas and and get a big mug of frosted beer. Write your name on the side, uh, and do the the seafood lasagna. That'll be a little price, or maybe the roast beef poor boy, and then call back and tell us how it was. Wow, you know, I, everything you say is gold, so I, I'll do it for sure there. So thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Daniel. I appreciate your advice. Very well, nice. thanks for the call. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, there goes yes. Paul, and uh, he had called in to, to talk about sort of inexpensive, hefty lunches. And, um, uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting call that, you know, we're always on the hunt for good deals, good food, uh, and everything like that. In any case, I'd love you to call me and talk to me about... What?
you're eating. Uh, and the number is 504-556-9696. Listen to all the things that have come up today. Vegan. Ism, veganism, uh, and I have vegan friends, by the way, totally nothing against people who are vegan. Uh, it's just being vegan is not for me, you know, it's a personal choice. Um, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a very personal choice. And uh, vegetarianism is another thing that, you know, I could do. Uh, I have been a vegetarian here and there for maybe, you know, a week or something, but it's not really, I always come back to a balanced diet you know having having a good mix of things in there is, is really what i like uh in any case the steak giving came up uh, the caller wanted to transform thanksgiving into a steak holiday <laughs> i don't know what ben franklin would think about that um he he, he uh, was very pro-turkey <laughs> um in any case uh, if you have any Thanksgiving plans, I'd like you to call and tell us about your plans for Thanksgiving. The number here is 504-556-9696. Uh, Tom always liked to do a mix of uh, various things at his Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, Tom has his very, very famous root beer glazed ham. In fact, this is a recipe, probably Tom's most famous recipe that's been done all over the place. It's been reproduced all over the place. I think it was even printed in the Washington Post and a few other places. The root beer glazed ham... I've actually never had it. Um, uh, have you, Patty, have you had? No. No, but I've fixed it. I have I've actually eaten it. I've fixed it at my house. Really? How is yes, it? It's awesome. 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 Well, we'll have to talk about that at, at the at the other side of this short break that we have coming up, and then we'll go to the caller, Don, who will join us as, as soon as we come back from this very short break. It's the food show. Five five six nine six nine six. Daniel, the gourmet cellist, in for Tom Fitzmorris, and we will return shortly. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with and you. And there he is. That is Tom Fitzmaurice singing. Uh, and uh, he has a great voice. He loves uh, music, uh, as I do. In fact, that's how we got to be friends, over music uh, and over food, over food and music both. Uh, and he came up with the name for me, the Gourmet Cellist. And um, in any case, uh, I'd love if you would call me, as Don has, and you can call me at the following number, 504-556-9696. Uh, what are you cooking? It's the Thanksgiving season. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and over here on the rose-colored phone is Don. Welcome. Yes, how are you, sir? Good, how are you? Great, great. I, I, I had a quick little question for you, and that was, where would you get a, um, 
a good lasagna. Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough for a few reasons. One, because there's a lot of lasagnas around town, but, but you know, it, first of all, it depends. You know, there's, there's sort of the older style the, and, and the newer style. You know, the, for, for a really comforting old-style lasagna, uh, the, the one at Mona Lisa is fantastic. I don't know how often you get into the quarter, but it's, it's, in, a, it's in a very quiet, easy... Uh, easily accessible part of the quarter, Mona Lisa is, and that's really good. Do you ever get down there? No, sir. Something outside the quarter, maybe. You know. <laughs> okay. Now, um, what about Vincent's over on St. Charles Avenue near Carrollton? That'd be a thought. Now, what about in Metairie area, so Jefferson Parish or Metairie? Uh, well, you know, um, I believe that uh, that Andreas. If he doesn't have lasagna on the menu, he would make it. He'll make pretty much anything for you. Um, let, let me see about uh, Andrea's restaurant because that—that's a place that that has wonderful, wonderful French pasta. Um, uh, th- there's also that place. Um, uh, what's that? Um, is it Sal and Judy's or something like that? Is, is, isn't that over there? You got me there, sir. I think I think Sal and Sal and Judy's uh, is a really good place for lasagna. But you know. It, Where would that be? That is, uh, hang, let me tell you in one second, because they, they make all the pasta by hand there, um, you know, and so the lasagna would, would come out really well. Um, you know, if you're willing, uh, I just thought of another place that has great lasagna, which is Mandina's, you know, that's not in the quarter. Um, what, what, do you, um, what do you think about, uh, you know, going down there? That's in sort of mid-city. Yes, that'd be a good. One. But you said Sal and Judy's. Whereabout would that be, sir? Well, you know, Sal and Judy's is. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. There's a. They have a sister restaurant, that's at in the Metairie area. Sal and Judy's is actually on the North Shore, but the sister restaurant that's practically the same thing, is a. Uh, uh, Patty, do you remember what that's called over there? What is? Impostados. Imp. That's it. Impostados. Yeah. They're actually, brothers. They're, that. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So a brother restaurant. <laughs> Uh, and, and Don, the, there's their yeah, lasagna is supposed to be terrific. Hey, Patty, have you had that? Or I haven't had it there, but uh, my first thought when I heard his question was Venezia's on Carrollton. I know, but he wants he wants. Um, but he wants to be in Metairie. Metairie, or yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Impos- I don't think you can go wrong at Impostadas. There, there you go. Did, did you hear that, Don? Yes, sir. Now I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you where that is. That's um, thirty four hundred Sixteenth Street. Uh, in in Metairie, so that that's that's just off Causeway, um, just sort of right below Esplanade. In it's in behind the post office on West Esplanade. Right, exactly. I know yeah, where it it's kind of hard to get it. if you don't know where you're going. It's easy to miss it. I know it is behind. It's behind the post yep. office. Yes, mm-hmm. I know it. Behind the old morning call. Yep, exactly. And 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 Don, they're they're the first thing listed in their pasta section is lasagna. <laughs> Uh, oh, so thank you. I really thank you. appreciate the answers greatly. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Have a try. Impostados baked lasagna, homemade pasta with layers of ground beef and imported cheeses. Uh, and and if you have a hankering for other kinds of pasta, I I always go to an Andreas, and I like sitting at the bar though. You can get full service at the bar at Andreas, and it's it's really good. So try them both, and then call back. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, thanks. Uh, there goes Don talking about lasagna, and isn't that a favorite of everybody? I, I do like, I happen to live in the French Quarter, so it's very easy to go to places there for me. Uh, and I live near Mona Lisa. And I love uh, going to Mona Lisa because they have uh, sort of old 
world takes on all the dishes, sort of the comfort dishes of pizza uh, is really good. The pasta is really good. Uh, I go there, I always get the panade veal with fettuccine. Uh, and and that is is really good. We we had had um uh, something came up earlier. Um, I think uh, we were Patty. We were going to talk about something you mentioned. There was the there was a root beer glazed ham, but then there was also the barbecue shrimp earlier, right? Mm-hmm. The barbecue shrimp. Yeah, I have a funny story about barbecue shrimp. Yeah, let's my, hear. It. My daughter uh, moved to Denver, and there's a New Orleans restaurant in Denver, and it I think it's even called New Orleans or Cajun something, and she went and ordered the barbecued shrimp, and when they brought them out to her, they were in barbecue sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's what exactly a sin. how she felt. What she a sin. Like, oh, no, no, no. This is not barbecued shrimp. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah. did, so did, did she say anything, or did she eat well, it? Well, she ate it uh, because she's that kind of person, yeah. but she did tell them that they really should change the name of it because it's not barbecued shrimp. Wow. Wow. <laughs> barbecued shrimp are not barbecued. At all. <laughs> At, At all. all. No. No, it's basically, as we said before, a, a, yeah. a sauce of black pepper and a lot of butter. But, you know, when you get out of our area, people just assume, barbe- you know, they just make weird assumptions. <laughs> that, that, that's that's very true. Wow. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I thought you would like that story. Yeah, I, 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 I like it. And yeah, that's, I mean, there's always, you know, you always run into things like that. And, and uh, it, it is, it's, it's a wonderful, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a wonderful dish uh, to eat. It's a, it's a little messy, um, but it's not difficult to make. And, and Tom loves it. In fact, it's one of Tom's favorite dishes. Um, uh, we're running out of time here. It's, it's flowing by. We're, we're running out of time. But I wish you'd call and speak to me um, uh, in the last few minutes we have. And the number here is 504-556-9696-556-9696. And Mike has done just that, has dialed us, and now he's being picked up on the green phone. Mike, welcome to the food show. Hello, Daniel. Good to hear you again. You always do a good job. Thank you. appreciate it. Nice to hear you. I'm curious what the Friday crowd was like at Galatoire's. Did you have to stand in line to get in? Was it packed? What was it like on Friday afternoon? Well, it seems that one of the developments at Galatoire's is that you're able to make reservations now. This is one of the developments because of COVID. So so actually, there was no standing in line, but it was beyond packed. It was, <laughs> it was so packed that I, I had thought it was crowded two Sundays before when I was there for that lunch. The Friday was... Absolutely, one hundred percent packed and and loud. Almost, I mean, too loud. <laughs> so you had you had a reservation for Friday afternoon. Yeah, we had a reservation, and you're able to make reservations now uh, because of because of the pandemic. So that could be one good thing that that came out of all this. You know, I knew, I knew they always took reservations upstairs, but this, I wasn't aware that they started taking them downstairs. But it makes sense with the COVID thing. You know, it makes sense. You know, I know. Yeah. I know we're short on time. I just want to ask you. Um, have you been to any of the places around town that serve ramen lately? Uh, I was just at a place, um, actually the other day, which was, um, geez, what's, it was in the marinade, the, um, right near the R bar. What the hell is that place called? It was delicious. Oh, Royal Sushi. That's what it's called. The Royal Sushi. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah, really the good. Place, 
the only place I had any familiarity with was that little place uh, on, I think, Washington called Kin, K-I-N. Oh, Kin, and, and they it, just closed, right? I don't know. That's what I was curious about. Another shop, the original Vietnamese chef that had opened Kin, he opened up a place called Union. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I've heard about it, but I haven't been, so I couldn't speak to it. But that, that's on Magazine Street. That's supposed to be really good. The, the, um, there is a place called Ramen Nola. Uh, they have a couple locations. That's, that's supposed to be really good. But, but my favorite recently has been the Royal Sushi Bar. Um, it's just terrific, and they have this really great pork uh, broth there. So I, I would say, say to go there. And which street is that on again? Uh, it's 1913 Royal Street. It's just off Esplanade on, on, in the Marigny side of, of, of uh, Royal Street. Okay, I'm going to let you go. I know we're coming to the end. Good, good hearing from you. Hey, Bye. nice to talk to you. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. And uh, there was Mike talking about ramen. And uh, let's see, getting in another call um, from Sam on, on the, the turquoise phone. Sam, welcome to the food show. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned La Usa's. I've, uh, it, I'm, I'm from out of town, but I go often to La Usa's. And if I, uh, I'm, I used to be a teacher, and I would, and I'd have friends that maybe might be maybe students or my own students. We would go to New Orleans, and that would be a good place for to go to get the New Orleans experience. I thought, and uh, it's inexpensive, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I'm friends with you on Facebook, and I'm wondering. Would it be okay if I sent you a message about my teenage nephew? Uh, he's a, my great nephew. Who's he's a cellist, and I want to brag about him. And I hope I would like to share about him with you if it'd be all right. Please, please. Okay. Uh, since you're, you're more than welcome to that, that's great. And tell him to keep playing. And I appreciate that you like the Lyuses. It's it's a not a very talked about place, but I think Tom likes it a lot. Um, and, and I've liked it every time, and I sort of have a hankering now for those the, the big beer and the frosted glass. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Sam. Yes, appreciate sir. it. Goodbye. Bye. There goes Sam calling about uh, to endorse, doubly, triply endorse Lyuses, uh, and uh, as well mentioned the, um, uh, the family member who plays cello, as I do. I'm the gourmet cellist, and I've been sitting in today for Tom. It, we're, we're running out of time. Maybe if you pick up the phone this second, we could get you in for a quick call, uh, and the number would be 504-556-9696. I was talking about the two Galatoire's lunches I had um, and I have to say, uh, I, we're not going to have time to go through everything, but I did have two things at the second lunch that uh, one I had had there before, the other I hadn't. I, I, we had ordered big platters of the fried chicken, which people sort of know about if they know. It's one of those things at Galatoire's. And I'm telling you, it was the best the fried chicken has ever been there. It was absolutely incredible. It was the best food I've ever put in my mouth at Galatoire's in my life. It was that good. Uh, sometimes they undersalt things there, um, which sort of gets me. And, you know, when you add salt at the end, it's not the same. But but this was so perfectly salted, uh, it was kind of extraordinary. And then I had a veal chop topped with lump crabby. And, uh, yes, it's a luxury and extraordinarily good and rich and wonderful dish, but I'm telling you, that was really, really, really good. Uh, Galator's, both the fried chicken and the veal chop topped with crab meat, um, uh, they're, they're, they're doing something really right over there. Uh, 
Thanksgiving plans. You have two weeks, just over two weeks, uh, almost exactly two weeks to decide what you're going to do. Um, I recommend you start the preparations now if you haven't already started because um, Thanksgiving is coming. Uh, it is a, it's my favorite holiday. It's a holiday where we can get together, gather. Hopefully, uh, you're able to do it this year in a way that you weren't able to do it last year. I'm looking forward to it because I like the sides. I like the turkey. I like the people. I like the conversation. And Thanksgiving is one of these holidays where we can sit around and this year we can do it and I think we all have a lot to be thankful for. And when you feel the conversation and the emotions mixing with maybe some good wine and good turkey, uh, you can sit back and all's right temporarily with the world, and that's about all we can ask for. I'll talk to you next time. This is Daniel Eltrick, the Gourmet Cellist, The Food Show. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. As the Kyle Rittenhouse trial continues, Kenosha County Circuit Court Judge Bruce Schroeder ripped into Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger for attempting to admit evidence through a line of questioning with Kyle Rittenhouse that Schroeder had previously ruled Binger could not ask about. So why? Testimony, Your Honor. Pardon me? That was before the Don't testimony. Don't get brazen with me. Uh, uh, you knew very well. You know very well that an attorney can't go into these types of areas when the judge has already ruled. The defense did file for a mistrial and Schroeder said he did not believe Binger was acting in good faith, adding that if another infraction occurred, he would be taking the defense's motion under advisement. President Biden spending part of his Wednesday at the Port of Baltimore promoting his infrastructure bill. USA Radio News.